with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, morning, afternoon, slash whatever. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And with me all the way across the pond is that handsome young chap, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve Parsons. Hello, good evening. Mm. Do they say chap? Uh, it's not commonly used. Yeah. It used to be at one time or something, it right? It did Cause... used to be, yes, in yeah. the days of Downton Abbey. But now we've, <laughs> sacked, now we've sacked all the servants and given them the freedom. Oh, oh. that's a shame. I missed the good old days. You weren't there. With my minions. You weren't there. Yeah, you were a bit. We had to dress for dinner. We had to dress for dinner. We had to whip. The governors used to whip us every day. Well, you deserved it. I don't blame them. But anyway, so uh, you have minions, by the way. Yeah, you know I do. Ethan and Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, minions are good. Ever see the movie Minions? You got kids. You must have seen it. Right? Oh, of course I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had all the toys. Yeah. I still got one staring at me now. I think it's is it Kevin? Yeah, it looks like Kevin. Anyway, yeah, wife and I watched Min, Minions. I guess the first Minion movie in the, yesterday. Just uh, wanted some something light, and that was pretty light. Something light. Mm. Have you seen Maverick yet? Top Gun. No, no, do I intend to? Well, you know I love aeroplanes, and I, I had the opportunity. I had the opportunity to go see it because uh, oh, good. the boys were going off to see the new Jurassic World movie. Oh yeah, dominance! Now that's what I want to see. And they loved it, but do you know what? I just didn't want to go. See... Yeah, yeah, no, I just didn't want to go see Maverick. Oh well, I didn't like that. I... I love aeroplanes. I love the flying sequences in the first movie, Top Gun. I didn't like the mm. film. Mm. You know, the plot, the plot's weak, and the reviews are, it's the same. Had Tom Cruise, what else do you want? <laughs> yeah, he's a good actor, and the aeroplanes are very good, but, you know, it's the same film. It's a hot drop. That's what he was, you know. That's yeah, why people hot... want to see it, you know. Yeah, for me, the F-14 and the F-18 mm. are, the, are the heart throbs, but, hey, you know. I'll wait till it comes out on Netflix. I did see Dalton Abbey, so there you go. Uh, you see, that's like that's just every day for us here in Britain. Well, I thought you got rid of that. You just said that in the beginning of the show. You got rid of all those people. Well, we did. Mm. It's a historical documentary. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. In Lord Carnarvon's home. Indeed it is. It's at Highclere yes. Castle. And... Yes. Um, they have some of uh, Tutankhamun's relics there. Which is, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, this big paranormal connection there. So there you go. 
the curse of uh, two ton cotton's tune and all that cool mummy, stuff. Mummy, <laughs> mummy, mummy. Anyway. That always killed me. You look at the old movies like the the Mummy with Doris like, Karloff. It's like he walks like half a mile an hour. You know. Yeah. So would you? What's the big deal? Just go away from. Him. Yeah, you know. So say with the zombies. You, yeah, but if you were wrapped in a half a mile of bandages, you wouldn't be able to run very fast. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. These people get killed by him. It's like you can't you know, run. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. It's like. These plot inconsistencies do, you know, like the zombie movies. Like, yeah. yeah, just walk quickly away from the zombie. It's just going to, like, yeah. And it was like, Anne, Anne, oh, Anne Winsper, our, our mutual friend, um, posted. Oh, she's been a friend now? This week. Okay. She posted, uh, she'd been to see the Doctor Who exhibition in Liverpool. And yeah, uh, cool. she posted a picture of herself next to one of the angels i know I and saw i'm like oh, and i'm yeah. like yeah you know i mean that's really you know it was a scary episode and mm. the use of angels or uh mannequins which was in another episode is really clever yes. however i was i the only person that realized that those angels are no threat at all because they only move when you're not looking at them. Exactly. And they, you know, don't blink, don't blink. All right, right. we'll just, just blink with one eye at a time. <laughs> yeah, but still, your back's going to be turned. Uh, you're walking around in a circle for hours and hours. Just walk away back. <laughs> just, just walk back. That is, to yeah. me, is my my favorite Doctor Who episode. Whatsoever. Well, you know, and, a lot of that was actually filmed near me at Margham. Get out of here. It was. And, was it really? Uh, they, they filmed quite a lot of episodes at Margam, including uh, we were there with the Japanese film crew. Oh, mm -hmm. must be 10 years ago. And um, in the middle of the night, there was a, a truck pulled up and the TARDIS appeared because they were filming uh, an episode uh, the following day using the location and the BBC in order to maintain the sort of um, magic of Doctor Who mm -hmm. the all of the TARDIS is obviously just a box and it, it oh, arrives gosh. and it arrives in a truck they don't deliver they don't bring it by day when people are there to photograph it so it just appears it, it just appears yeah but we happened to be there when it just appeared. So, and and wait a minute, did we have somebody on the show who owned the lighthouse that they were doing a Doctor Who there as well? That's right. We've had yeah. their, they own the Usk Lighthouse, and uh, they, that's also been a filming location. But they used Margam for about four or five different episodes, and cool. they all, sorry, that's cool. And they also filmed some uh, outdoor woodland shots uh for another episode that was filmed in pembrokeshire at um the woodland that was owned by a friend of mine wow that is cool and they weren't allowed anyone to hear it <laughs> <laughs> you you know what um you know i talk, talked about the minion movie and one of the cool things is they went to the villain con uh, convention and there was a guy who had a time machine 
And they asked him to be his minions. And of course, he said, no, I don't have to because I go into the future and bring back uh, me. And then uh, what had happened is, is one of the, the future guys accidentally killed the original guy. So they all died. They all disappeared. Well, they would. Would they really? Well, I mean, that, a, I mean, there's, that, there's that a was line like a in, deep question for in, me. It's like, oh, that's that's well, interesting. There's, there's a there's a movie, isn't there, with the uh, I forget what it's called now, but the USS Nimitz goes back through a time warp, and uh, they discover, yeah, yeah, yeah. they discover that they're there just before the Battle of Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and they decide that you know, oh, we can shoot all the Japanese out the sky, and anyway, they yeah. don't because they go back through the time warp the other way, and they decide not to, but. The, there is a civilian contractor played by one of the Sheen family. Yeah. And um, he says, well, if I were to go back in time and I were to kill my grandfather because he was a bad man mm-hmm. or do something that caused him to die, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't be here to do, have done it. Or would you? Or would you? Exactly. That's the interesting thing about it. What, you know, uh, you're coming over here this fall for uh, I am. Spirit Quest, uh, Twilight Zone. In one of the episodes in the Twilight Zone uh, was about the Battle of Little Bighorn and the National Guard who had a tank. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one at all? Mm-hmm. And there, you know, YouTube's got lots of these what ifs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, currently there's a, you know, what if. Um, you know, uh, what if the Battle of Britain was fought using one squadron of jet fighters? What if, yeah. you know, what if, what if, what if, what if? And they run it through all these computer scenarios and they decide mm. that, yeah, they could do this or no, they couldn't do that. Or, um, you know, we can play the what if game all we like, but you can't go back and change history. No. Or at least we can't yet. Or at least we don't know that we can't yet because we might be living in an altered history because some bugger went back and changed it. Yeah, or if you believe in the Big Bang and it all happened at once, then it didn't really matter because it's already happened. Uh, well, there's there's questions. So if you go back the... and kill yourself, well, it's there's still there's questions matter. about the Big Bang as well, aren't there? Well, I was, I was I was amazed. I was in church and uh, they actually believed that the that's exactly what happened well God, here's, God here's created everything one. at once we talked about jurassic world at the start of the uh, yes. the, the show mm-hmm. and there were protesters at the oh. movie screening oh shoot me saying that there are no dinosaurs in the bible what yep it's against god because these were christians no, no, it isn't. There were Christians and they yeah, were protesting. Yeah, I was sex of Christians, but yeah. And there was another group of people who were protesting that it was anti-dinosaur. <laughs> I kid you not. They were genuinely protesting. It was on a news channel, a uh, oh, legitimate news channel, that these people were genuinely saying that dinosaurs um, are being disrespected. And if you think that's mad... <laughs> no, 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 hang on. If you think tea. that's mad... Today, the World Health Organization announced, they haven't given you the new name yet, but they have announced that they're renaming monkeypox because it's racist. Yeah, it is. Yeah, They changed all that because, of well, it goes all the way back to the swine flu when they went out yep. to kill all the 
stupid pigs over it. But uh, no, no, California, no. They're saying because it's racist. Yeah, I know. Not I know. Anti monkey. Because apparently uh, the word monkey is a racist term, so they're not going to use it, call it monkeypox anymore. Somebody because... wrote, a, wrote a thing, a protest about uh, mathematics because it's racist. Which is, you know, it's it's uh, either a, a one or a zero, so therefore... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, but... People yeah. will find, you know, that you can be offended by... <laughs> I'm amazed at what people can be offended by, if I'm honest. I saw one today from a well-known paranormal podcaster, and I very nearly replied, but then I didn't. I I bottled out. I should have replied. But anyway, uh, this female well-known paranormal podcaster was complaining that recently she had said, hey, white, white middle-aged men the first ghost hunter wasn't a white middle-aged man it was a female catherine crow in the 1870s and somebody else had had put actually no it was a guy in the 17th century who went hunting for ghosts carrying a bullwhip and she complained that this white guy was so offended by her statement that the first ghost hunter was a female that that took precedence so rewriting history was taking precedent over um gender politics in actual fact both of them were wrong because the first recorded ghost hunter was of course athenodorus who was well he was a middle-aged greek guy i guess i don't know what whether that's a but there we are. And, of yeah. course, the Chinese and the Sumerians were ghost hunting before that, but there are no yeah, records of... Ghost hunting, yeah, well, there were no records of individuals doing it. You know, we know that they were aware of ghosts because they wrote about them, but they didn't write of somebody actively investigating. The first one is of Venodorus. Right. Uh, there, are others right. Within Greek, there are others within Greek literature, but they're, you know, they, they're not named... Um, or they're not specifically, you know, um, I mean, ghosts are mentioned in the Bible, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> but nobody says, oh, and this man came forward and he said, I'm going to investigate the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you want to talk about absurdity, the California course just ruled that bumblebees are fish. So there you go. <laughs> I can believe that, California. Yeah. Jerry Brown State, what do you want? Yeah. All right, so there you go. Oh, actually, anyway. complete absurdity. Did I read correctly? Biden wants to run again in 2024? Yeah, he'd be like 90 or something. But <laughs> Get out I, I hear Hillary's already ironing her pantsuit, so uh, <laughs> she's going to be running against him. So anyway, yeah. but whatever. Anyways. Um, Hillary versus are, Kamala. That would be good. Yeah, we uh, we came. Yeah, it could be a, <clears> a <throat> you know, my wrestling match. Anyways, um, I, I called you earlier this weekend, and I asked you, did. you knew anything about a place called... Called Canuck Chase. Canuck Chase. Well, no, Canuck. Canuck Chase. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we've got Canada here, so it's Canuck, you know. <laughs> Go ahead. It's not even spelt the same. Oh, just 
Go on. <laughs> anyway, yes, you asked me to dine over, and I not only knew of it, heard of it, but I've been there on a number of occasions because really? it was only about an hour away from where I used to live. Um, it's up in the it's in the Midlands near near Birmingham, well, north of Birmingham. Can you describe um, it for us, first of all, so that we know what we're dealing with here? Uh, well, Britain isn't the biggest place in the world, so Cannock Chase is a an area of parkland, wild, you know, sort of forest and scrub and heath, uh-huh. um, surrounded by, you know, urban conurbations on all sides. There are actually houses, sort of properties w- within the chase itself, um, but it is an area of, recreation parkland woodland heathland grassland um it's the reason why i'm get why i guessed your interest is because it, it pops up quite regularly in fact there's a number of books written about the paranormal happenings on canic chase and it's not restricted to just one type of phenomena so you know the ghosts of canic chase which is the title of one of the books mm-hmm. um but it's kind of like ooh, the East Bridgewater Triangle, I suppose, which uh, the American, Triangle. yeah, American uh, listeners might be more more aware of. Yeah, um, it's it's pick a phenomena. It's at Canic, but it has unique phenomena. So it's got all the UFOs, it's got poltergeists, it's got occult witchcraft and covens, mm-hmm. it's got aliens and ghosts and all manner of other stuff. But it's got Pigman. Yeah, yeah, that sounds the cool. Pigman of Canic Chase, which is a man with a pig's head. Ooh. Now, having you know, there are some. Maybe he was the originator of the swine flu. Well, there are some ugly people, um, but and there are people who claim to have, you know, they go off on, you know, on expeditions to. I say expeditions; it would be like, you know, bear in mind Britain is quite a small place, so you you can't expedite very far. Um, but people do go on expeditions to hunt for the phenomena. Um, and they claim to have witnessed it. In fact, there's uh, several YouTube videos claiming to be evidential of the pig man. Of yeah, I've, I actually, I, I watched, how it all started is I watched a documentary on the, the forests of the UK. Uh-huh. And uh, they had, a during the documentary, they had several people who witnessed the pig man and, and told their tales about it. So and, and I was looking at it, I says, well, you know, those are similar tales to like uh, the Bigfoot or yeah. ghosts or uh, well, the Bigfoot swamp apes kind of or, you know, any of you pick up the thing. It's pretty much similar yeah. to it. Yeah. And it's not it's not. I mean, Canuck is probably the most well known because it's very it's sort of central in the, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, you can reach it probably f- within two hours of. 90% of the population of England mm-hmm. uh, because it is quite central. And so, of course, um, lots of people have probably been there for a day trip or uh, camping or Boy Scouting or lots of other recreational things that they do. And, of course, these stories pass from one to the other. And But there are other woodlands too, um, you know, quite local to me at Pembrey. Uh, down on the west southwest Wales coast, probably about uh, twenty miles from here, 
um, is Pembrey Woods. Uh, now, Pembrey Woods is almost an equal of Canuck in the number of phenomena. It has ghosts, occult practices, covens of witches, and wreckers called hatchet men. And these used to, uh, because it's a coastal hatchet men. Now, a ha hatchet men were, um, these were, you know, the historical, uh, they're like wreckers. Because the woodland is right on the coast. It, in fact, it adjoins the, a beach, uh, a big, long beach, mm -hmm. uh, which is still used um, for recreation. But it's also interestingly used by the military uh, of the United States and indeed the Royal Air Force for landing their aircraft on a beach. So they can practice landing on a beach. There's a, they, you know, when the tide goes out, they, they make a runway there. No um, because, you know, it, so it was during World War Two. It was a military base, um, but there were these hatchet men. And back in the 18th century, they used to wave lanterns and lure unwary unwa um, ships onto the beach where it would beach, and then they would board the ship with hatchets and hack the crew to death and steal all the all the yeah. cargo. In the, in the United States, we call them moon cusses. Yeah, I mean, we have, you know, wreckers. <laughs> Britain made a, you know, um, coastal populations made a made a living out of wrecking. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very common in West Wales. Uh, because yep, the Cape had them. We had them down the Cape. Yeah. And uh, so we have Pembrey, and you can go on an organised ghost hunt to Pembrey Woods. Now, this is a public really? park. Bear with me on this one. This is okay. a public park. Okay. So it's open 24 7. Oh, um, nice. You know, people walk their dogs, people drive down. Um, mm -hmm. When the RAF are doing night beach landings or day beach landings to go watch these, because you can get really close up to the. To oh, the they allow you? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. You know, providing you're not actually on the runway itself, mm -hmm. the rest of it's public beach. Hmm. Um, and the. So it's it's open access 24-7, 365 days a year. Yet there are many groups who organize a ghost hunt at Pembrey Woods, for which they will charge you between 15 and 30 pounds. Huh. Now, that seems a bit strange. It's like being charged to go and you know, walk in the field. Mm. You know, people can just go there anyway. Yeah, but don't they guide you or something and tell you the stories and all well, that? Well, I mean, yeah, they tell you the stories. They let you play with the ghost box and the ovulus. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The other crap that they got. Take pictures of orbs and things. Yeah. Yeah. Or pigman. Or pigman. Well, not there, right? No, there isn't a pigman there, but, um, you know, Britain does have a small population of Bigfoot, big feet, yeah. Sasquatches. Nobody's ever seen them. There's no evidence for them, but. Isn't there a panthers or something like that as well? Uh, well, there is actually some fairly credible evidence for um, what are called over here ABCs, which are alien big cats. Alien big cats. Uh, so we call them ABCs over here. Mm -hmm. And there's actually, you know, uh, even here in West Wales, quite recently, uh, within the last sort of three or four years, in fact, very recently, in the last two or three months, uh, there was a sighting quite close to where I live, within a mile of where I live. Um, but about three or four years ago, one of our 
country ranges, park ranges. Now, these are wildlife ranges. These guys, you know, they spend, that's their job. They release, you know, things into the wild and they rescue stuff and they protect the, the, the native populations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they, they claim to have seen, and perhaps the best one, and I know we've met, I've mentioned it before, was a friend of mine who um, is a businessman um very 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 grounded you know really down to earth businessman um on his property he has a a small kind of a small holding farm they Mm -hmm. they have enough they have some sheep and they have you know horses and that sort of stuff well uh one morning uh during lambing so it was it was obviously in the spring uh he came down and was in his in his kitchen um big glass fronted kitchen um looking out towards the the sheds where the lambs are the the sheep or the ewes which were having the lambs and uh, he said within two feet of him on the other side of the glass was a cat black cat long slinky black cat bigger than a, um, a german shepherd and it stopped, it paused, it looked at him, and then it slunk off. He said he was within, bar the glass, he was within two feet of it. Now, this is a man who, he he never told anybody. It was just, it came up in a conversation about, we were talking about the news article. And um, it, it was perfectly, you know, they checked the sheep, they checked the lambs, they had cameras installed for, uh, because of, concerns of of foxes um and he was completely matter of fact about it you know it happened he saw it um so i i don't doubt that there is a population small population of large felines in the uk i think the evidence is fairly credible and fairly substantial i mean we've got kangaroos yeah, well, it's uh, we're coming up to breaks, but uh, you know, uh, on the morning show uh, on Ghost Chronicles morning show, I had uh, Chris Balzano on, who is uh, I've known for about twenty years, and he wrote the book uh, Dark Woods and everything about the Bridgewater Triangle. Just to give you an idea about what was in the Bridgewater Triangle, you have Bigfoot, Thunderbirds, Phantom Pooners, Black Dogs, uh, UFOs. Haunted uh, cemeteries, <laughs> um, red-headed, red, red-headed hitchhiker, um, of course, pukwudgies, which is our own form of uh, pigmen, cattle mutilation, you know, uh, black, black helicopters. So, you know, it's pretty much, you name it, we got it. Well, we do have to take a break. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojinet with uh, Ron and Steve, and we'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. To the uh, the second half of the first hour of the yeah, two part, it. yeah, <laughs> Ghost Chronicles. It's co- it's because I'm just envious that we don't have puckwudgies. That yeah, sounds yeah. sounds so cool. Uh, I mean, it sounds know, like, it sounds like sort of something you want to take home and pet. No, they're not quite. That I got way. a little pet puckwudgie. You know, we uh, we uh, like I said, I had Chris on the, sh- the morning show, and we were talking about it because. One of the, if you look up Puckwuggies on the uh, internet, more than likely on YouTube, you'll come across the video of me tackling Maureen uh, during our exhibition to the uh, the, the triangle. Um, it was for a, a book that's, that that uh, Chris was writing called "Picture Yourself Ghost Hunting," and part of the book was a DVD that went with it. And we were asked to go because we were a different group at the time. We had uh, you know, a $35,000 piece of uh, thermal imaging, and we also had a transmedium. So it was kind of weird to see how that would operate in the woods. So that's how that is on there. But, you know, that has been used in so many uh, in movies and uh, TV shows and everything else. And, you know, I've never got a single credit for it. But move right along. <laughs> well, yeah, quick fun mm-hmm. fact for you. You know the movie, The Bridgewater Triangle? Yep. Look at the credits. I'm in it now? No, I am. <laughs> Get out of here. Do you check the credits? Credits. I own the movie. There's a parascience credit in it at the end. I did not realize that. And yeah. I'm in that movie. We helped out with that movie and we got a credit in the movie. How could you help out in that movie? It was in the United States. I know it was in the United States. I, you we, you watch the movie and you figure I'll it out. I'll have him on they the show. Use we'll... one of our, they actually use one of our photographs. What? How can they use they, a photograph of they, someplace? In... They contacted us because they wanted a photograph of a particular phenomenon. We sent them the photograph. We got the credit in the movie. Okay, I've got to see this. I own the movie because uh, you know, I had him on the, the show and he gave me a copy of it. Pretty much like I have this other. Yeah, it was like your books. Copy. You never read them either. 
Yeah. So I have. Yeah. Well, I, I'm. You know. Uh, there is a power science. There is a power science picture. I will look at that. And movie, I, I am and curious now, at the end of the movie. I am really curious. Hmm. So there. We are talking about the one that's about two and a half hours long, aren't we? Uh, it's a triangle. It's a long one. It's it's a long. There there is a couple of versions out there. There's the original one, and then uh, you know I think the Travel Channel redid it to get it in within an hour or something. Oh no, so this was a, this was much longer than an hour. I will have to check this out and make sure. It's but it the, is the same movie. triangle movie. It is. It is absolutely is because you know. I recognize half the people. I've watched it and I've recognized half the people in it. Anne's in it, I believe. I believe she is. Yes. Well, I know she is actually. Not, I, I know she is. Well, and, East Bridgewater is most haunted. And she's credited in it. So, mm-hmm. But unlike, <laughs> unlike somebody, you. somebody I know who was never ever credited in it. But well, now, now you know two people have got credits in it. Although we're credited to Parasites, not. Oh, so actually, I know several people. I'm actually, I probably know everybody in that movie. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So moving on. Uh, so, oh, before yeah. I, I, I do forget, I, I want to thank um, our latest member of uh, Patreon, who, of course, is Trish Alexander for Australia. Oh, did she like our answers? And, you know, I haven't heard for her. So in case she oh. didn't hear the show last week, uh, we asked her to check it out because we answered her question half the show answering trisha's questions yeah. last week yeah, we, and yeah, don't forget did, if you've so. got if you've got any questions for yeah. ron and i just stick them on our facebook page yeah facebook page or uh, become a patreon member even better because then you get personal uh connection with uh, yeah Steve and you're I a patreon and, uh, member you you get you, we'll spend half the show answering your question and you get you know i mean there's like 30 some odd videos on there and and other stuff so oh, there's uh, some good ones as well and you can't get any you can't get those anywhere else so well a lot of them you can't get anywhere else but anyways check them out uh yeah and, and it's cheap too i think it's what three bucks a month people actually pay more than that too some of them that's have, nothing that's nothing. i mean, I mean a I mean, cup of coffee would, right well it wouldn't even buy you a cup of gas <laughs> Nothing to buy a cup of gas. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah. At the market, uh, home it? if you want a cup of gas. <laughs> there's, there's a thing going around now. Is the old saying is, uh, uh, "Don't drink." Uh, now it's like, uh, "Drink, don't drive." Because <laughs> alcohol beer is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Anyway, all right. So, one of the things we 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 started talking about it on the Monday show is of course, because a lot of these places, like you mentioned, are fairly close. They're, they're fairly attainable. Uh, you know, that they're, they're, they're close to populated areas. Yeah. I mean, particularly and, in the UK. I mean, we don't have, and, and no, the Bridgewater triangles too. You can, you know, we you can do it, but here, here is what I want we're talking about. So it, one of the theories is that perhaps because as man eats up all the territory, all these particular phenomena are being pushed into one more condensed area. Does that make sense to you? Or? I think, I mean, one of the things I live in the country and, mm-hmm. you know, there are, there are some houses around, but predominantly, you know, looking out the window as I am now, it's mm-hmm. the skies just got that afterglow in it. Um, but all I can see is mostly trees. 
Um, it's very, I, I don't know why people, they, they get, when you look at these videos, they get really spooked by being in the country. You know, the, the people that live in towns and they, I don't know what that noise was. And, you know, it's a fox. It's an owl. You know, these, the country is not, the countryside is not quiet. Woodland is not quiet. And so you, you do hear and see a lot of movement. And if you're unfamiliar with movement, you know, you get at the moment, for example, um, looking out, there is a large television transmitter on a hill about seven miles away. And because it's so tall and because we live in a low flying area for the military, um, it's got red lights all the way, you know, four or five red lights right along its length to warn the aircraft. Now, I, as I look out the window, there can see a large oak tree and through the oak tree, it's moving very slightly in the breeze. There is an intermittent red flashing light now i know it's a television transmitter mm -hmm. um but quite recently um my wife alerted me to a strange red flashing light Ooh. so i took a look and there was indeed um it was blinking on blinking off fairly regularly but there was also like a weird flash going on with it as well so it was blinking and flickering and then you know so blink on flicker go off blink on flicker go off mm -hmm. and it it perplexed me because it wasn't moving it was just flickering it was very low down on the horizon um and it's impossible at night because that's when she showed it you know pointed out to me impossible at night to sort of think well you know is it a mile away is it 10 miles away is it 20 miles away yeah um how big is it i don't know so the next morning uh once the sun had come up i looked again and it was immediately obvious then what it was um a brand new wind turbine with a red warning light on ah. every time now the light was blinking on and off because they don't turn that's it off what in they the have day. To do, right? yeah. That's what they have to do. And the flickering was the blades of the turbine going in front of, in front of the bulb. Mm. Now I hadn't seen it before. It confused my, you know, confused my wife. It intrigued me sufficiently to have a look the next day. But if I, if, if you were there, you know, oh, I'm going to go on a sky watch. I'm going to look for UFOs and aliens and strange lights in the sky. Then you would see a very strange light in the sky. And are you going to say, oh, I'll come back tomorrow. It might be a wind turbine. Or are you going to say, I saw a really strange red light and it was flickering and I can't explain it. And, and it was no aircraft. And it was no aircraft because there was no sound. And I knew I know what an aircraft looks like. And aircraft lights don't flicker like that. You know, and mm -hmm. there was so even simple things. I remember an experiment. It's nothing to do with woodland, but it, it's kind of related. Um, we, we hired a Scottish castle as a uh, parasites hired the Scottish castle. And everybody used the kitchen as the sort of, it was the warmest room in the building. It had lots of seats around the table. And we kind of used it as a base communal, yeah, base communal yeah. hub. 
um, all day. And um, so people were very familiar with the kitchen. People had spent probably two, three, four hours a day in the kitchen. And at night, when it was dark, we asked people to go and sit in the kitchen for a half hour. Not nobody survived. Um, the they all came out within the half hour, spooked. Really? Yeah, because all of a sudden, things that they were very familiar with, because they'd seen them all the time, you know, the the vase of flowers on the windowsill, yeah. the cutlery, the pans hanging from the racks, the all of a sudden. In the, tw- in the you know in the in the near darkness and afterglow from the windows, they create shadows and shapes that that look threatening and menacing, and then your mind starts to play tricks. Now, if you go walking in the woods at night, you know, armed with your camera, intent on finding pigman or aliens or ghosts or witches, and you hear a God awful, unearthly screaming sound. You're going to run away. You're going to go. I heard the witch. The witch screamed at me, and it was an ungodly earth oh, or unworldly sound. <laughs> In reality, it was a sound that we hear quite often. You know, foxes yelling at one another and fighting with cats, and and it's amazing how much noise a bloody cat makes, or even sheep. Right. So, I mean, do you think part of it is heredity in itself? Like, for instance, when we were just a new race and we, you know, when people went in the woods and they didn't come back. And, and so we, we became a little suspicious of the woods. And, and you can't, you know, it's like if you're out in the open, you can see for a while. But, you know, if you're in the woods, you can't see that far with all the trees and stuff. And it. it it's you know it's like the vanishing point the famous painting yeah it, it just when, goes you know what i mean when i when i was um in the cadets they sent us off on one of these outward bound uh weeks uh to the lake district and the lake district uh Br- people in britain will know but in america it's like very thick woodland um you know uh you cannot see more than uh yeah. 20 20 yards um, because of the trees they are so thickly planted it's kind of like the Blair Witch and this we were there in the in the winter so it was foggy misty rainy there'd been some snow and you're walking through this misty and your eyes do you know you can't focus on anything in the distance because there isn't anything in the distance everything is within 20 feet 30 feet of you and it, it does become, after a while, very disorientating you, you, because you, you are robbed of one of your senses to, an, to, to, to some degree because your vision is severely restricted. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, your eyes get tired because you're not allowing them to focus on infinity. You can't look up and, you know, at distance because everything is close up. There was... Um, this I've seen similar from soldiers uh, during the Vietnam War, during the Korean War and during the Second World War in, in the Far East. They said that jungle fighting uh, caused people to be spooked um, because they were robbed of their vision was so um, weakened. 
I don't mean physically weakened, but their eyes never focused on anything above 10 feet in front of them. They, you know, so this eventually, you know, they found that other sight, you know, they, they started to listen more. So their hearing became more acute. Their hearing was their main sense. Um, and to a, you know, to a small degree, when we were in the Lake District and it was foggy and we were in the thick woods, you do find it very disorientating. Now, if you if you replace the um, the uh, density of the woodland or the fog with just darkness, you know, a woodland with like the kitchen familiar shapes that you can automatically recognize go that's a tree that's you know a fallen log Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a rock that just becomes a shape and your brain is trying to make sense of shapes last week we talked on the show and i said that there were some beanbags and there was a an inflatable figure and it looked like darth vader the whole, you know, ensemble looked like Darth Vader because our mind is constantly trying to make sense of the world around us. And if you're in the middle of the woods at night and you may have a powerful torch that's lighting a narrow beam of light through that, then you have this very dark you know, uh, periphery. So the brighter the middle, the, the brighter the light in the centre, the darker the surroundings are because, you know, that's just the way it is. Because your eyes get used to the very bright light, and so everything else appears darker. And darkness becomes threatening. And that periphery of the light is most threatening at all, because the light is catching things. It's making more shadows. As the torch is moving, the shadows are moving. They're creating shadows on shapes. And the whole thing just becomes an overload for the senses. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's you know, it is that and and it's also, you know, part psychological. uh, It's might be part uh, DNA and and that that, you know, we've learned to not trust woods from years ago, centuries ago. Well, it's full of wolves and bears. Yeah, wolves and bears. And and it's it's also, you know, unfamiliar, you know, if you're from the town or the city, you're not used to being in a in a that type of environment at night, so you've got all these different things playing on you. So yeah, per, perhaps that's why there is so much you know fear of uh, uh, forests and woodlands. And I mean that goes through literature too. I mean, look at the haunted forest in Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, you know I mean that's a, a centerpiece of and Gretel and any yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. The woods are always a focus of our nightmares, of our, of our, you know, of our ghost stories. Um, you know, when we when we got rid of witches and things, we drove them out of town into the woods. I mean, where, that's, yeah, yeah. The, the the you know historically, we're fr- the woods are great places for ambushes. You know, during that's the Roman, point. Yeah. during the Roman period, a whole Roman legion marched into a big forest in Germany. And didn't march out the other side. Yeah, that's and how we kicked your ass in the Civil War. I mean, the, a, uh, in, yeah. our, in our revolution, because we hid behind the trees where you marched in columns. That's right. The roads back to back to um, Boston from Lexington, because mm. you were all hiding in the trees. I wasn't like a bunch of cowards, right? <laughs> 
Well, it wasn't very British, was it? No, smart car was so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. you know, you 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 said before some you know, almost a throwaway line about DNA. Uh, I've yeah. said in the past, perhaps you know, people say, "Oh, it's a sixth sense. Oh, it's my psychic senses." Well, mm-hmm. perhaps it isn't. Perhaps it isn't. We don't need a sixth sense. Perhaps it's just the other senses working in a different way. Maybe you take that back to our ancestors. They they were hunter gatherers. They mm-hmm. rocked up outside a cave and went, "Oh, it looks like a nice cave. We'll all." You know, we'll spend the night in here and we'll paint some pictures Don't on the walls. Do it to me. <laughs> and we'll paint some pictures on the walls. Now, we might recognize um, that there's something wrong with that cave and walk in and there'll be a big, nasty, grizzly bear at the back of it and it gobbles you all up. But we, we talk about, oh, it didn't feel right. I, it just didn't. Right. It's I sensed there was something not quite right. Well, maybe that's a residue of an ability that we used to have, that we used to be able to sense I can, danger. I can sense no smell. You know, I can smell bear. Mm-hmm. I can. Uh, we need to be a bit more careful. Tell you what, we'll go in first with the spears and the lighted flame uh, torches. Yeah. Torch, yeah. And we'll we'll shoo it away, and then we'll then we'll paint the walls. Right. Now, we don't need that ability, but maybe deep within our genetic makeup, some of that ability still remains. And when we go to somewhere that we're not familiar with, maybe that system reactivates and maybe we, you know, we can. Oh, I don't like this. It's it. It makes me, you know, there might be something lurking at the back i might has anybody got some spears and some lighted torches Mm. and you know maybe it's just a residue of our old defense system that we needed when we were hunter gatherers millennia ago that just like the appendix you know we don't use it anymore and it's kind of a lot smaller now than it was millennia ago when we used to eat grass Exactly. And, and, you know, I mean, what, that's one of my pet peeves, of course, is, is Lou always used it up there. We're descendants of the, the people that didn't go in the in the caves. And that irritates the crap out of me because I said, no, we're not. We're probably the descendants of the people who did go in the caves, who went in there and killed the bear, had food for the winter and, and a shelter and yeah. a warm place. While the other people were outside in the cold and went there and froze to death trying to get food. It's survival so, of the fittest, not survival exactly. of the stupid. It's, it's, it's not, you know, they use that that analogy, especially in the ESP, a lot. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew the bear wasn't in the, in the, in the, in the cave because we have the sixth sense. Well, that's not necessarily true. We, we, we learned from experience. Somebody went in there and they got killed. And it's like, oh, shit, there was a, a bear in there. So next time we go to the caves, we go in and, like you said, get the torches, get the spear. Let's check it out for us. But, uh, you know, that's how we humankind survives is because we learn things. And that's why there are no bears in yeah, parts know, of, you know, in parts of the world, because yeah, yeah we 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 Eat not only we ate them, we wore the nice furry coats. It was warm. <laughs> and we probably, you know, they probably taught us to paint. Yeah, they probably did, too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you're. Uh, uh, I you take issue with Lou as well because you're dealing with there are records and and, and archaeological finds 
that show that the mammoth, the big, you know, that gigantic hairy elephant that yep. stood 12 feet tall and they were hunted to it. They, they didn't just all freeze to death one winter in Siberia. They were hunted yep. to death and eaten by man. Yeah, what kind of aggressive little people. You know, so, <laughs> so, you know, a bear at the back of the cave, you know, we're not going to go, Oh no, we'll move. We'll we'll all sit out in the middle of that field in the pouring rain and yeah. the snow and the wind. We are, you know, oh look, look, we dealt with a mammoth last week. Nip in there and go and get the bear out. We'll have his cave. Mm. Yeah, send 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 Jack in first because I want his wife. <laughs> yeah, well, she'd be. What you mean? You mean Mrs. Caveman? Oh, he's dragging her <laughs> along by the hair at the moment. I know. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, I mean, there is so much interesting stuff about the woods, and 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 you're right. There are all these reports, but uh, you know, it, we we report everything, and we all know that eyewitness testimony is the worst kind of evidence. But uh, no, spectral we, evidence is the worst. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we filter everything through our own minds. So what, you know, we somebody sees something moving in the woods, to them it looks like a, a black cat, to someone else it looks like Bigfoot, you know, and, and it goes on and on. You know, it could be an alien, depending on... Well, on, here's, yeah. here's something, here's something. Um, I would never, in my wildest imagination... Uh, conceive of the idea of thinking it was fun walking in the woods at night. Oh, come on. No, because I, you're either going to fall and hurt yourself, you're going to get covered in mud, you're going to get possibly get lost, you're going to spend oh, that a you will. <laughs> you're going to spend a miserable night wandering around. Now, that's not a miserable, Steve. That's an adventure. Now that's a miserable night. And anyway, if you survive, you get to look back at it and tell great stories. Yeah. Or you just, or they just find you. Funny ones, like I do they, about Richard Felix up at uh, Gettysburg. Or they just find the camera the next day in the tent. Oh yeah, there you go. Last footage. And then they make a movie. Yeah. Anyway. All right. <laughs> We are running down towards the end of the show. I don't know if we have the bell working or not, so I'm not sure uh, time-wise what we're we're doing at it. My clock says it's uh, we are running down though. And well, my clock agrees with your clock, and I'm waiting for the last word. Yeah, it's coming, but uh, you know we. But we've got to wait for yeah. Cue. We need a cue or something here so that we we know. How, oh, I see him typing away there, so it's going to be a thing. But uh, hey, two minutes, so yeah. Bill. Two minutes. Okay. Just remind me what what we're doing in September because I'm coming back. Hey, there's right. good news. I did, yes. As of the 12th of June, America has taken off its pre-entry COVID testing. Oh, that's what I wanted to tell you that. Oh, damn. That, yeah, I was all excited I was going to tell you that. So, yeah. So Yay! that's saving save some bucks so I can you can discount my, what I pay, you know? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, it, it's going to cost more now because now there's no excuse. So I've got to go and get a hotel room. Oh, jeez. The night before. Anyway. Ah, that's sorry. Sorry about that. Anyway, but you are coming over here in fall. I am. And, uh, Spirit we got Quest some plans. One of the events we're going to do. We got a lot of things. Dining with the Dead. You'll be doing that. Uh, 
so we got some cool things coming up, and uh, stay tuned. We're going to change it up a bit as well, aren't we? We've got some cool plans for Spirit Quest. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And and I've made some more changes, so I have to talk to you about those as well, uh, which you may or may not like. I think you'll probably like, but I don't Is know. Is it Dancing Girls again? I told oh, damn. You. Who told, I told you? I, yeah, well, because you try it every year. It's, I tell it's you every year, we, we cannot Bigfoot Dancing, Dancing Girls. Girls. Bigfoot Dancing Girls. <laughs> Dancing Girls in Bigfoot costumes. The hairy ones. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're going to better get going or something here before I get in any more trouble than I do. Yeah, so, do the last so anyways, word. Yeah, t- well, we got to do today's show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386, Merrimack Street, Massachusetts, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our very, very good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. So... Our last word comes from Percy Granger. Granger was an Australian composer with his dying words. He told his wife, Ella, you're the only one I like. And that's the last word. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.